Vibe Machine Hi all, this is the third and final episode of Undercovers Podcast with PR Brown and we delve headfirst into Billy Corgan's solo album which has its own unique and amazing story and then we hit Slipknot and Stone Sour and to say Paul's relationship with that collective is tight is an understatement. And stay tuned after those stories because it's on to Slash, Danzig, Prince and some Tom Waits wishful thinking. And before we get there, please go back and check out not only the first two episodes with Paul Brown, but also the other artists featured on Undercovers. I'm sure you'll find albums you love discussed in detail throughout. Now, let's hear all about William Patrick Corgan. Vibe. Machine. You did the future embrace album artwork. Which is nothing more than than some some pretty great photography of Billy Corgan. I'm assuming you did the photography, <laughs> is that correct? I did, yeah. Wow. What was what's he like as a subject? Because he's got those facial features that you know, they're quite pronounced. He's got one of those faces that everyone knows. What, what what's he like to photograph? Is he is he very intense when he when he gets behind a camera? <laughs> Bill is intense in front, behind, around, to the side of a camera. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, let's be let's be real. There is there is no there is no off button on on intensity when it comes to Billy. So mm. he, he you know nice guy. He's he torments his soul like I've never seen a human do. Um, and and that translates in his music, in his art, in anything that he's doing, thinking, expressing. It's mm. it's all torment. Um, and so shooting him is a lot of fun because it, it, and in this, especially because it was the first time he was willing to kind of express and, and show who he was, you know, a lot of people didn't know that he has the, the markings and things all over his body. And and Mm. to him, this was, this was his moment to be like, this is me. Um, not, not smashing pumpkins. This is, this is literally Billy. So it it was, you know, it was, it was a cool moment to, to be able to go and, and photograph that with him. And and it's, it's, that. he's he, he does he have a form of alopecia or something like that? Does he? Is that is that what it? He does, yeah. That that gave him gave him the the kind of marks, the birthmarks. Um, yep. I, I don't know if it's alopecia. I don't know what it's called, but I, I can't remember what it's called. But he has something that gave him that skin. Uh, the whole Mar- the Michael Jackson everywhere. thing has just the brought the word out, the word alopecia out in, into human society. I think because uh, that's that's what he had. And um, well, but, there you go. It, it is it is interesting that um you know that he is willing to expose himself because one of the notes I had is that um talk about that that Billy is exposing himself as uh, and not hiding behind um uh, intricate art which which he does a lot especially with the smashing pumpkins and it's amazing art I love it but it but, but it definitely is is a master to fuel his um you know his musical desires but uh, but I do love the way that you explained it that that there's no off button and he 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 suffers for his art and he, he lives for his art because even the shot of his hand looks like he's suffering. It looks like he's at an angle where it's, it's every bit of him is his, the artistic creativity flowing through him. And I'm sure that's the, that's the reason you chose that photo because it has that strained, I, you know, I'm an artist and it, and it says so much with just a hand, right? 
<laughs> yeah, no, and 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 that is precisely it. I mean, it's that is as as candid as he can be. That's what mm. you're seeing in those photographs. That's why I, I I picked the ones we did. You know, you're seeing his his teeth and part of it that that mm. you know he has messed up teeth and and he wanted to show that. And so it was all of these parts of him that were perfect because they were imperfect and that mm. he wanted to express to people that you know it was a side of him that that was just kind of. Sh- letting go of, of everything else and, and just revealing. And, and I think wow. that's what that whole album was about. Oh, it's, it's incredible. And, and, and once again, well, well done on that, but look, we, we, we should move on. One of the last albums that I wanted or last acts I wanted to talk about, and you've mentioned them before is Slipknot and Stone Sour. You really can't talk about one without the other these days <laughs> because they've got, you know, similar band members and Corey Taylor in particular. And you've done yep. album art and video for them. You've done photography. You've, you've pretty much become, you know, I'm sure if you put a mask on, they would just feel like you're one of the family. Um, <laughs> how did that I love relationship, how did it first come about with that relationship? That, so I had worked with uh, Corey Brennan, who is their manager, quite a bit um with with different bands over the years before <clears throat> Corey started his own thing and he you know i think mm. Corey was back at roadrunner in the day when mm-hmm. i was doing a ton of roadrunner acts and and Corey and i just always had this relationship Corey brennan and i and then when when slipknot started looking for for someone to help them out Corey brought me on to mm. you know and i think the first time i worked with them i i went to a live show in minneapolis to shoot some promo work uh for the band and that's when clown almost killed me with his bat because he thought i was a fan trying to take his picture uh i remember that really well. <laughs> like literally he was, no, man, he was about to you, swing, his, swing his swing his bat and take my head off and somebody's like no 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 no, wow. he's the photographer and you're like oh oh um <laughs> <laughs> love but, for the fans i love it <laughs> but after that kind of just really clicked and and especially with clown funny enough talking about him he he is and now doing all the the kind of creative genius for slipknot himself which mm. makes me it almost brings me to tears to see because it's amazing like i i love him <laughs> as an artist and and it's awesome to see him step into that role and mm. feel comfortable to to go do it for their directing and and visual stuff because he's really talented um but but so he and i had this really strong relationship visually and and you know where we wanted to play and how we wanted to push buttons and and do things. And then Corey Taylor and I obviously hit it off really well, which is why I've done all the stone sour stuff. And, and, you know, I go way back as well. So I, I love working with both of them. They are very different beasts. Stone sour and slipknot yes. are two completely different things, but you know, it's, it's fun for me because it's, it's family on both sides. You know, and it's really interesting. I saw, I saw stone sour a few months ago. They, they came out and toured Australia and I'd always had a preconception. I'd seen slipknot, um, very briefly once before. And, you know, they're, uh, the masks and all the stage get up and the music and everything. And then Stone Sour is very different beast. And you have this preconception about Corey Taylor because of how the music media portrays him at some, at some point. And it's not, not always in the nicest of lights and he's very opinionated and things like that. But when he actually gets in front of a stage, he makes it feel like a family. He makes the audience feel like they're part of the band and part of who he is. And he's not scared to express himself and say what's on his mind. But say it in a in a quite a welcoming way. I was I was very taken back with with his stage banter and his his authenticity. And I guess that's one of the things that 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 drew you to him as well. His authenticity. If I'm I, I'm assuming here. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I think you hit it right on the head. I mean, it, the, you're not going to find a more authentic individual than mm. Corey Taylor. Like it, there, mm. there is nothing hidden. Like it's, it's the irony that he wears a mask and Slipknot is, is priceless because there is literally nothing <laughs> hidden with him. <laughs> like he is from the first two seconds you're talking to him, you know exactly where he's at and what he's thinking. Mm. And, and, and mm. I love that about him. Like it's, it's an amazing trait that I wish more human beings had because I feel like you mm. could get so much accomplished if everybody was just straight up from the second he's home. Um, yeah. he, he almost seems to lack that filter that most, most people hide behind. He just throws away that <laughs> filter and says, this is me. This is what it's all about. Take it or leave mm. it, which, which mm. I appreciate. And then moving to specific artwork, All Hope is Gone, incredible album cover with the band in the long grass with the, you know, fully, fully set in, in, in costume. And then sort of the, 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 I guess it's the cultish imagery filtered through over the top. Yet another album artwork where you didn't need the band name or the album title. I guess by that point, Slipknot was Slipknot. And if you saw, if you saw the mask, you know exactly who they were. I guess that was the, the overarching theme. Exactly. And, and Ooh. just embracing their Iowa roots. You know, we were, we were filming it or I'm sorry, they were recording it out at the, the farm out there. And so, you know, it was a situation wow. like Hollywood where I went out to go photograph over a series of a week or two while they were recording. And that was literally the field right next to where they were recording. Um, wow. but it just, it was all about roots for them. It was all about this, you know, where they came from, what it was all about. In fact, the, the name All Hope is Gone. Amazing story. So there was an abandoned schoolhouse probably two miles away from where they were recording the album. And uh, it just trashed. It was an old brick schoolhouse that, you know, inside is just leveled, mm. like the floors are gone and everything's crumbling and spray painted above the door is all hope is gone as you enter this. Oh. And, I, and I, that's where Clown got the name from. It was just the schoolhouse wow. and it just said all hope is gone. Uh, so we've, of course, photographed a lot in there. I think I... Probably yep. had to get some tetanus shots along the way from things I stepped on and, you know, but, but all of it kind of came about from who they really were and what they were all about. And, and that album in particular is pretty special because that was kind of the, the last album where all members, all original members were still there. You know, Paul died yep. shortly after that and yep. was a whole thing and, and band has kind of had their shakeups and, and now coming back strong as ever and, and doing their thing, which is great to see. But for me, it was oh, an amazing one to be a part of, for sure. Most definitely. And then I sort of picked out a couple, and I picked out Antennas to Hell and sort of the, the best of. Packaging. Because it, the front image is obviously, you know, in costume and looking amazing, but then you've got the internal imagery as well. And were these photos that you took with the with the the red, I guess it's the the... A, a blood mixture or perhaps paper or something with the photos over the top of it sort of collaged over over it was that was that you yep absolutely yeah that was, was it incredible incredible because Thank it sort you. of got different different artifacts but the background it and it, it makes it all stand out and it's it's an incredible thing and you know the photography inside is just mind-blowing as well and it's sort of bringing that macabre out again from the manson days especially with the the photo with the skull sort of sort of <laughs> smashed in on top of the table i guess it is mm -hmm. with, with all that's got religious imagery around it and things like that as well and you know was that was that you able being able to really let go with the band and and you know try a few a few things with with who they are and their you know their their disguises and things like that yeah and, and i think that's 
whenever working with those guys, it was always about how do you give them their own voice in, in a group mm. that, that, mm. you know, where there's nine, nine figures, uh, nine imposing <laughs> figures. How, how do you give them their, their kind of moment to shine and, and, and be who they're going to be? And, and so it, I was really fortunate when we were shooting that I was able to spend some time with each guy individually. I'd pull them away. We'd go find an area and kind of let them express what they wanted to express. Um, in, in what we were filming. So it was, it was really cool. And I think a lot of those shots were used in antenna as well. Most of that, mm. a good chunk of that was shot during, uh, all hope is gone. Uh, right. was then used for some of that. Oh, fantastic. It's great to see that it can be reused and it can all be part of the same, you know, you, you can, you can use those elements from album to album and even through a best of, but one of the, um, one of the other albums that, that I find fascinating for the artwork is Stone Sour's, called Audio Secrecy. Really, really intricate drawing on the front and then, you know, sort of broken down and, and given that, that very worn look and appeal. How did, how did that process come together if you can if you can take your mind back to that one that uh again was was definitely heavily pushed by the band kind of where they were mm. going with things um and you know the whole thing about audio secrecy was was building around this this kind of cult-like atmosphere um that's why you get the eye and the logo you've got all of these kind of hidden messages throughout mm. and the cover itself if you remember the old mad magazine uh a to B images at the back yes. of every Mad magazine. When you would put the two things, that's literally the cover. Yeah. So it, it 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 is one of those. So when you put it together, you get the skull with the wings and everything else. If if you were to actually go on those folds and and fold it, so there's there's hidden messages kind of in every aspect to that throughout that package. And that was that was a, a heavy push from the band to kind of want to create that aesthetic for that. It's incredible. It's it's just um, and it fits the band so well with with who they are and what they do. And it's such a such a different look than with Slipknot, deliberately so, obviously, because they're two different yes. styles of bands. But but to, to be able to to have the same artist sort of create that look and feel for both, um, it's a fantastic thing. And do you still keep in touch with those guys? Are you are you still working on different things for them over the years, or or is it is it more now clowns taking the reins, like you were saying? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm still definitely in contact because they're legitimately friends. Um, but it's it's literally <laughs> that at point now. It's now it's me rooting on friends versus rooting on the mm. band that I'm working with, which is kind of awesome. <laughs> so you know, now it's it's like I see something clown does, and I hit him up and text him and say, you know, that's genius. You know, well done. Happy to see him doing it. Um, Fantastic. With Corey, I still work with. I, I on the Stone Sour side, just recently mm. did a video for those guys. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm still there and, and would jump back in in a heartbeat if Slipknot ever needs it. <laughs> but they're in very good hands with Clown, so I, I don't think they have anything to worry about. Nice, nice. Well, look, we, we've sort of covered a whole lot, and there's a whole lot more we could cover. But I wanted to to sort of finish off by talking about just a, a few and finding out just a minute or two about them. So working with Slash on his on his self-titled album. Obviously taking the elements that he's known for with the top hat and then sort of the Guns N' Roses skulls and mixing them all together and then, you know, putting that packaging together, was that must have been a lot of fun. And 
you know, looking at some of the acts that he's working with, it, it's, it, it must have been, you know, mind-bending to see that, to see what he'd pulled together. Uh, it is. I mean, it's, he's, he's an awesome guy. So that, that's from old relationships that actually started from the, the Motley management days, so early, early right. management from, from Motley. Um, also then when they moved and, and shifted some of the players there, they were then with Slash uh, and, and got a chance to play with him, and he's awesome. And I'm actually currently working with Slash on on some other things that that kind of go into different world. Um, so he's he's a lot of fun to play with, and and that album in particular was great because I got to go down to hear some of those sessions. Uh, it was a lot of fun oh, to see. Wow, wow! And he comes across like the sort of guy who's pretty easygoing. Is that is that an accurate description of him? Incredibly, uh, yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> he's about as nice as they come. Like he's super easy to talk to, easy to hang out with. You know, some my my thing that I've always told people is that the the more pop the artist, the harder they are to play with. Um, the scarier yeah. they are, the nicer they are. Always. Like, it's just <laughs> a general rule of thumb. <laughs> if, if you've got some little twat who's been told yes to every single thing he's asked for his entire life, he's going to be a prick when you meet him in person. Whereas yeah. if you meet someone who comes from a very kind of tough and gritty band, they've had to fight and kick and, and make their way there through their art. They're probably pretty humble and pretty awesome mm. uh, individuals. Mm. Not always the case, but I, usually. <laughs> well, one that I mean, I mean, obviously, Slash is is a is a well known individual, and then uh, sort of on the same spectrum. But I don't I don't know whether you'd call him as as um as nice. I don't know, um, and I'm curious to find out. Is Danzig because you did the Skeletons album cover? What's yeah. Danzig like? Character? <laughs> <laughs> Danzig is intense. I will give him that. He's, he's a really nice guy, too. I actually like him about as New York as they come. Holy cow. Like, I, I mean, I've lived in New York, but that then there's, like, Danzig, New York. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a really cool guy. He's, he's, he's a lot of fun and, and did some different things for him, some photo shoots, some other things. Um, total pleasure to work with. I, I had always heard horror stories. You know, you, you hear things about artists along the way. And, mm. and then when you meet mm. him, it's totally different. He was one of those people that I, he couldn't be sweeter. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed kind of playing and, and working with him. Well, you sort of get to play in that in that world with skeletons because you, you managed to get the Mantopolis, which is, which is a feat. Um, <laughs> and in full garb on the front cover with – is that his partner with him or, or a band member or – um, yeah, wife? it is band yeah. member. Yeah, band member also topless. Ma- managing to get them photographed. Obviously, some 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 well placed cropping there, which is very well done. But what um you know what what was that like as a photo shoot to do, and then making that the album cover? Was it a? It looks like it would have been quite an intense photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well. It was in his house, so probably not as intense right. as you think. It's just right. kind of like, oh, so we're doing this. All right, cool. Standing against the wall. <laughs> um, no, it was, it, you know, I, I would love to say that there is some mythological, amazing story behind this, other than it was just a hell of a lot of fun to shoot. And it was a nice, easy shoot. <laughs> you know, that was the biggest letdown with these. It's like, you want there to be the wizard behind the curtain on this one, but there really isn't. It's just, it was a fun shoot. Um, super cool guy. And, and that was his idea completely is that he wanted to recreate that for, for, you know, that, that shot with the head yeah. on the shoulder and everything. It was great. Yeah. 
It's amazing, amazing. And I guess we've talked about a lot of different artists and a lot of different artwork. Is there anything that, that you think I've missed, that there's any artwork that stands out to you that you're like, oh, he didn't talk about this? Because I often I do these these interviews and I always get an email saying, you didn't talk about this album cover and I feel really guilty. So I, I thought I'd, I'd start asking artists, is there anything that, that stands out to you that perhaps we, we haven't covered? No, I, I think you've, you've covered quite a bit. I mean, it, the, the thing <laughs> is I've done so many albums in my career that uh, mm. to me it's, it's more about just creating visual sound. Mm. Um, mm. And, I, and I think you've touched on that beautifully. Like you, you've picked a, a wide mix. I mean, you could go for hours and hours and, and, you could probably remind yes. me of half the albums I've designed over the years that I've completely forgotten about. <laughs> um, but you, you know, it's just it, what what's nice is is talking through this. It's actually making me see kind of the the diversity and and the intent was mm. to always go make what was appropriate for the artist for the sound and and kind of that all seems to fall in line. So beyond that, I don't oh. I don't think I have anything. Excellent, excellent, and really, really quickly working on video clips. Another series that I want to do, and I'm going to let the cat out of the bag here if anyone's listening. Um, I'm sure they are. That we, we, we do get a lot of people listening into these episodes. Is I want to do another series called Under Clips, where I actually talk to directors about their movie clips, video clips, in a similar in a similar fashion. And you've worked with people like Prince and and just incredible artists. What's what's someone like Prince to work with? Is he another person who's very intense? She wanted B-O-X a chocolate every day. How could I make you mine? If I had the sweetest kind, I could sugar brush you with my arms. You're my love divine. I'm your Willy Wonka golden ticket is yours. Don't you waste not what taste of my life. It was incredibly intense. Prince, Prince is the only time of the two or three hundred music videos that I've ever shot where the entire crew stopped what they were doing to watch. I've never seen that. Never seen everybody stop and look at a monitor when somebody was performing. Wow. Um, that was incredible. And he was a total pro. Like, I mean, the guy was, he was hurting at that point, um, mm-hmm. hobbled out onto his set. And then the second the music started, you would never know. Like, cause he was in, you know, he had pain from his hips and just, you would never know it. And the second the, the camera rolled, he was on fire. So it was incredible to watch. Wow. So, so it mustn't have come as too much of a shock when, when you found he was sort of self-medicating probably to ease that pain. Well, yeah, it was unfortunate. I guess he was in crazy amounts of pain, so it was, it was yeah. tragic to see it went down very, that way. Um, very sad. Very and sad. and just but, a really cool individual. And I'm from well, Minneapolis that, originally, so there was, and the first concert I ever saw in my life was Purple Rain, so there was a lot to oh, it with him. <laughs> oh, there you go. And, um, you know, you've got First, um, what is it, First Avenue? That's the, the big venue, isn't yeah, it, down there, the, Ave, the iconic... Yeah. Yeah, first Ave with uh, where Huskadu and the replacements and all those guys cut their teeth. They're two of my favourite bands in the world. Um, yeah, should have been should have been born in Minneapolis, I think, um, because I just love all <laughs> of that all of that music so much. I, I live a little bit in the past there, but um, look, thank you so much for your time, Paul. Um, I do have two questions that I finish every interview off with, if that's okay. Absolutely. First question: Is there any album artwork out there that you wish? you had done and that's a that's a double barrel question first part is you, you could take it one or two ways what i'm trying to say is, is is there any artwork out there that you love so much you think gee i wish i'd done that or is there any albums out there you think i, I could have done that artwork better <laughs> <laughs> wow um definitely not that i think i could have done better because i my head doesn't <laughs> doesn't exist that way um though you know 
That would that would be a fun game to try and torment myself with uh, to play. <laughs> uh, but you know, honestly, if if I were to pick any, I don't I don't know if I could give you a specific as much as I could give you back in time. You know, it's like mm. when I started doing album packages, it was right at the death of of how kind of strong album packaging really was. You know, it was, mm. it was just as everything was shifting out of vinyl and and you know god awful cassettes and cd covers and you know this is a terrible format to to kind of mm. exist in so mm. if if i were to say could i go back it would be 10 years before i started doing what i started doing so i could right. really go play in in the the vinyl playground mm. to to mm. do some of the greats but oh, then artist wise the one the one biggest regret of all time is having yet to work with tom waits someday like I'm, I'm never starstruck. Don't have anything. There's one artist that I would drop everything <laughs> to go play with, and it would be Tom Waits. <laughs> well, you, you have the, you have that dark macabre element of your artwork that would fit very well with, with his sort of, um, his sort of the, you know, the way that he packages himself quite, um, quite often. Although I'm sure he's nothing like that, but, um, but it would fit very, very well. So that's a great, a great answer, and it sort of answers the next question. The next question was, is there any artist living or dead that you would like to work with? And you're obviously going to say Tom Waits there. <laughs> Hands down. Like not, not Hands even, down. don't even have to think about it. Like I just want to go have coffee with him. I want to go make <laughs> movies with him. I want to do his artwork. I just want to meet the guy. <laughs> you just want, you just want to listen Hands to down. him talk because he has that. He I has just that, want to, it's that. amazing. It's amazing I mean, voice, right? He should, yeah. The Orphans he, album he, he, is one of the best things I've ever heard in my entire life. It's all all just his tracks he didn't know what to do with, so he created an album called Orphans. I mean, it, it, the guy's a genius. Like, it's amazing. He is. He most definitely is. And and likewise, you are a genius because you have created an incredible body of work. And I'm giving you, I'm 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 giving you, showering you with praise right now. So, and you're very humble. So I'm sure you're just like, ah, come on. But truly, you have created an incredible career for yourself, and it's ongoing. And everyone should go and check out um, Bowder Design, B-A-U-D-A uh, Design.com. Go and check it out. Check out um, Paul's Instagram. You will be flabbergasted as I was at the amount of creativity that this man has done. So thank you so much for your time once again, sir. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And what a great place to end Paul's episode on Tom Waits. And Tom or management, if you are listening by any chance, Get a hold of Paul. I'm positive that union would be an incredible one. And thank you for listening to this. And I'm hoping the other episodes of Undercovers as well. And some of you will be pleased to know that I've actually started working on Underclips, the series that I just mentioned, which I am just as excited about as this series. Remember, if you get a chance to give this series a great review, it would be brilliant if you could do so. And thanks once again for checking out this podcast series. Vibe. Machine.